Do you have a healthy relationship with social media? Is comparisonitis all bad? Today, I'm chatting with Caroline Addington, and I promise this conversation will resonate with you, especially if you're on social media for your business. Grab your drink of choice and let's dive in. Hey there, Mom Boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into Instagram, personal branding, marketing hacks, and content creation strategies, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now podcaster and coach. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee or wine, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. And I'm super excited about our guest today. I want to welcome Dr. Caroline Addington to the show. Hi, Caroline. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad you're here because we are going to talk about, I think, a topic that all of us need to just have an honesty kind of check-in with ourselves. And that's really how to have a healthy relationship with social media. But before we get into that juicy topic. Go ahead and tell our audience what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I help people have a healthy social media relationship. <laughs> um, in a, so I help people do Instagram and social media marketing in a way that feels good and real and true to them. Um, I work primarily with coaches and healers and people who guide on some form of a transformation um, because, you know, there are so many humans doing beautiful, beautiful work in the world who struggle to connect with the people that they're here to impact. And social media is an amazing, amazing tool to be able to do that. It, the conversation that's, that we're having today is so important because it's like, okay, how do you do that in a way that feels good and feels real and feels true and doesn't take over your whole life? <laughs> because that can easily happen. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to you, Caroline, because I think you and I look at social media from a similar perspective, because even though I do teach Instagram, but I also at the same, in the same sentence, I'll also say, you know, but you don't need to do all the things and it. it, And at the end of the day, it has to feel good. And I always say you cannot market or you cannot master any marketing strategy if you don't have clarity on your own brand and why you're there in the first place. So totally, I'm going to dive in with a really loaded questions and what does it mean? That's right. What does it mean to really have a healthy relationship with social media? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there are so many different ways that people could define that for themselves. Like some people could easily look at that and be like, oh, I've got healthy boundaries and it doesn't like take over the rest of my life. Or, you know, some of these more really like structured ways of viewing, viewing the things. But for me, what it really means is that you're using it, you know, from a place of personal power. It's not, the tool isn't using you. You are using this as a, as an avenue and as a way to spread your work in the world. And that can show up in all kinds of sneaky ways. You know, like just earlier today, I was on a beautiful, beautiful client call and we were talking about this feeling of not even wanting to share the struggles that she was going through and like in her area of expertise on social media. And I think that that like is one of the more uh, subtle ways that this you know, using it instead of it using you like that was one of the more subtle ways that that can show up is 
feeling like you can't even share as a full-fledged human because heaven forbid people judge or heaven forbid you're seen as less competent or anything like that. So when realistically at the end of the day, sorry, you open a can of worms and go another rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> We're jumping right in. But realistically at the end of the day, like that's what we need most is we need people sharing from a place of power about what they're going through in a way that uplifts everyone, right? And and carries all of us up with them. So when I think about a healthy relationship with social media, it's not just the boundaries. It's not just like, you know, putting the phone down and, and not being glued to your phone. It's also how do you share in a way that feels true to whoever you are? I don't know. I'm going to try not to curse because I know that there are a lot of moms listening. <laughs> probably have kids around, which is hard for me, but whoever the F you are <laughs> um, and doing it in a way that it spreads good in the world. I yeah. love that. And you, you said something so key and, and it even, it just struck a chord with me, but a healthy relation, you, you, you just nailed it on the head when you said coming from a place of power. And that's yeah. something that I always try to stress, especially on like Instagram land, like don't let it control you. You right. have the power to control the platform. Right. And we need to do it from a place of intention. So that's, I just love that we both agree on that. Now, if someone is in a very unhealthy space with social media, what are some ways that they can shift that relationship, especially if they're stuck on that hamster wheel or getting down the rabbit holes? Like, how can we shift it? Yeah. I mean, the first, like, you know, the first answer that comes to mind is noticing when we feel sucked into it, right? Like, mm -hmm. when are we feeling, when are we feeling like we're not in a place of power? Because oftentimes, like, if we're feeling like we're not in a place of power in social media, that's probably a reflection of like other areas of life that we're kind of like shoving it, just brushing under the rug, right? So, it, you know, it's a sense of like, one of my favorite questions to ask people is like, if you were going to let this be easy and, you know, if you were going to let it be fun and if you were going to let this actually feel good for you, what would you be doing differently all across the board? Not just in social media, but like all across the board in your life, if you were going to let it be a hell of a lot easier. Oh, sorry. I cursed. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> earmuffs, <laughs> mom. Earmuffs. A, <laughs> a heck of a lot easier. Um, how would you do things? What would you stop doing, start doing, do differently? And that can just get our brain starting to work in a different way so that we think about, oh, I would stop caring so much about how I'm showing up in stories. I would stop thinking about needing to share in stories every hour, you know, like it just helps our brain start solving problems we want it to solve for us instead of like, you know, ruminating on, on things that aren't necessarily going to be helpful. So yeah, that's throwing a lot in there. But, you know, if I were to boil it down to one thing, it would really be that question of if you were going to, if a, if your relationship with social media feels disempowering right now, if you were to let it be easy, fun, natural, and empowering, what would that look like? And then go ahead and give yourself permission to start showing up in that way, just as an experiment, see how it goes. This is always, pretty much always goes well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so true that we really have to listen to our, our gut, our yeah. feeling. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, I do this sometimes as a business owner or entrepreneur, 
that we are consuming so much content and we're given all the strategies and the hacks and we feel like, well, if I do ABC, I'm going to get XYZ. I have to do this. I have to do this. And we are ignoring that gut feeling. And like you said, totally. it's not coming from a, a place of power or a place of control. You know, it's just like having gut instincts as a mother or, you know, in with your family or you walk into a room and you kind of just have that gut feeling that so-and-so is not in the greatest mood. Same thing with social media. We have to listen to our gut feelings on that. So I'm really glad that you really bring that up about when you're sucked in, hit the pause button, <laughs> hit the brakes and do that check-in. Now I want to tap yeah. into a look, cause I think having either a healthy or an unhealthy relationship with social media, you know, comparisonitis is there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, and I think it's always going to kind of be there. And I want to ask you, because I don't think I've ever really talked about this, is, is comparisonitis really a bad thing? Ooh, such a good question. I mean, no, it, just like, okay, here's my two cents on it. It's just like anything else. You get to decide how you use that, right? So like comparisonitis itself is really just, it's like a little notification going off saying, hey, look at this, <laughs> right? And you can either decide that that means that you're not enough and that so-and-so has it figured out and you don't. And like, you know, you can either use it to spiral further down the rabbit hole, or you can be like, okay, here's some, some feelings that need to be felt. And maybe here's some like stories that I'm telling myself and how do I want to use comparisonitis as a springboard into feeling more worthy and more enough and more everything else, because we always have that choice. Right. And so mm -hmm. I can almost hear the next question is like, well, then how the heck do you do that? <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, how, how do we, we fall? As a springboard? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really about not judging yourself, not adding to the judgment pile when you find yourself in comparisonitis. Right. So like we're already in a little bit of like funk and judgment and we all do it. It happens to everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for me to sit here and say, I never feel comparisonitis. That would be a bold faced lie. Right. <laughs> so like when we're in it to say, Oh, I'm here rather than like adding more judgment to this experience by saying, I shouldn't be here. Look at me. I'm in comparisonitis again. Oh my gosh. What the heck to instead say, Oh man, my human self must be going through some growth. Let me love up on myself right now and love where I am. See who, see where I am, see myself in my fullness and love all of me. And when we just have that moment of awareness and self-love, it, it, it lifts the heaviness, right? And from there, you then can go on to use the whole experience to grow that much more. I love how you say use it as an experience because I say something similar because com I think comparisonitis is just always going to be there because there's always someone out there doing the exact same thing that you're doing, but you know, you're unique and they're unique. But when we get caught and when we are aware of that comparisonitis, I feel that you're in that state, you can turn it to a state of inspiration and be totally you can be ha happy for that person. Like, wow, rock on. So what inspiration can I take from it? But when we sit in that inspiration for too long, 
that's when the judgment comes. That's when the self-doubt comes. So take that inspiration and move it to the state of doing. Now, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do for your life? What do you want to do for your business and for your audience? So, yeah. Yeah. And even like, because I think that I know for myself for a long time, I would even hear like, oh, you know, if she can do it, then I can do it. And like that reframe. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't genuinely feel that. And so then I would judge myself for that. And I'd be like, oh, I should be happy that so-and-so is crushing it. Right. And so it's, if you're in that, if you're listening and you're in that place where it's like, oh yeah, I know that I should have that reframe and I should blah, 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 blah. Like that permission to let that go. If it doesn't even feel genuinely true, right. To actually just be with what is genuinely true for you in that moment and love whatever you find. And I'm really glad you said that because here's a little like topic that I kind of wanted to dive a little deeper into because I hear this all the time. We are thrown each and every day with like affirmations. If you say these (laughs) affirmations every single day, it will come to you. What, how do you feel about like all these affirmations thrown to us all the time? Yeah. Have they ever worked for you? No. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I think that everybody has the thing that works for them. Right. So like for some people that might be the bee's knees for me, sometimes they're nice reminders. Like I have some reminders on my phone and actually I even forgot that I had them. They're location dependent, which I think is a really cool thing. So like, if I show up at some place, then like this reminder will go off on my phone being like, you're amazing. I love you so much. You're so worthy. And I'd forgotten because I wasn't frequenting that place as much. And like a couple of days ago, I went back to the spot and got the note. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Right. But it, it feels less like a, when I'm using them to try and force myself to change and mm-hmm. to change my mind and quote unquote, upgrade my mindset and level up and all this stuff. When I'm trying to use them to do that, it feels awful because they don't feel true yet. Right. right. But when I'm using them as a reminder of what is true, then that, that feels great. That feels good. Um, but they never, they've never done the trick for me in terms of like actually changing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you say to the mompreneur who is kind of at that state where you're like, well, okay, that all sounds good. Yeah. They want to get to that mindset state. So what can they do? Yes. Oh, okay. And I mean, like you take what resonates, leave what what doesn't, because we're all walking our own paths, which I know is like such a frustrating disclaimer because we all want the step-by-step, but you know, it's the truth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, when we're, and I'll at least speak from my perspective is that when I'm in the thick of change, right. And like in the the energy of change, change is happening, which is, is really happening all day, every day. Right. But when it's like very front of mind and maybe it's a really big change and you're trying to say upgrade money mindset, that's such a big one, you know, that's like such a sticky one for so many people. So say that you're in that process, we can have a tendency to hang our hat on the other side of whatever we're going through that I will, I'll feel at peace or I'll feel relaxed when, or I'll feel certain and safe when, and you could very easily get to get to a new new reality, say, for example, if that's like why you're trying to change your mindset, you could get to that new reality and not feel any of those things. Like when I got my first, my very first high ticket, like, you know, 
rah-rah client way back in the day, I was ecstatic for 30 seconds. And then I was frantic because I was like, oh my God. And now I have to get this person results. And what if they don't like it? And what if they want a refund? And what, what if I'm not enough? And all the same stories just took a new form. And so it's never the, the thing in quotations. It's never you know, the reason that we think we're changing our minds, the end goal that we seem to have. That's never the thing that actually brings us peace, fulfillment, meaning all of these really good things in life. The journey, and I know this sounds so cliche, but it's because it's the mother loving truth. <laughs> it's the action, it's the moments of unfolding that bring those things. Mm. That moment of awareness where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, this whole time I haven't been loving myself in this way and now I can. Oh my gosh, this whole time I've been afraid of that thing and now I'm not. It's those moments that create those feelings and that create that sense of meaning and fulfillment. And the more that we, celebrate all of those moments of awareness and unfolding along the way, the more that we just get to go ahead and feel those things and the faster our mindset shifts. I love this conversation because it's, it goes right back to the beginning where we talked about how to have a healthy relationship with social media, but really we're understanding how to have a healthy relationship with our business journey. There's no, doesn't matter how many step-by-step strategies or tactics that you download from all these coaches. It's really getting crystal clear and having that healthy relationship with your unfolding journey. Yes. Boom. There it is. (laughs) So well said. Yeah. And with ourselves on the journey, right? Like having so much compassion and love for our human selves, walking this like really like the greatest sci-fi ever written journey. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially everybody alive now. I mean, for goodness sake, like 2020 is no joke. So <laughs> yeah. Ha- just having compassion for what we are what we are walking through. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Caroline, this was such an amazing conversation. I know that my listeners are gonna want to definitely get in contact with you. And I know they're going to want to listen to your podcast. So where can we find you out on the social media world? Yes, I hang on Instagram the most. So you can come find me on Instagram. That's where the party is happening the most. (laughs) (laughs) At caroline.addington underscore. The link to the podcast, Empowered Expression Podcast is over there. Um, Oh man, I don't know when this episode is going to drop. We're in the middle right now of a storytelling series. So I had a friend not that long ago who was like, hey, you need to tell more stories. It's like in your human design chart. And I was like, okay. So I just sat down the other day and recorded like an hour and a half of like from the very beginning of deciding to leave science, like, you know, did the whole whole PhD thing, like you said, in the, in the intro, like the doctor rarely gets flung around now, but it is in there. So like the whole journey from like that decision to leave science all the way to now. Um, so depending on when this airs and when people tune in, there's like a really juicy storytelling, like all the ups and downs, the rock bottoms, the like things um, that's going on over on the podcast now, which people have been eating up. It's super, it's super fun to see, you know, I think we just like, we love seeing ourselves reflected in other humans and in the experiences of each other. So so yeah, Instagram, that's where all the things are happening. You can, everything that you need uh, or that you would be curious about are, you can link to from Instagram. That's the hub. 
That is awesome. I'm going to make sure it's in the show notes. And Caroline, thanks again for being on the show today. I loved it. Yes. Thanks for having me. This was amazing. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love today's episode, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs and leave a review. Your review helps grow the show. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies and hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.